Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Kawhi Leonard, front court left against Rush. Down low, Diaw will post up on Barnes. Back of the down with the right hand dribble, turns inside, a runner in the lane off the back of the rim, and it falls through for Boris Diaw. Mills sideline left, gets a screen from Diaw, wheels the top, lobs it inside for Boris. The catch in the paint, the baby hook is good from Patty Mills, Boris Diaw. He's got the Baker's dozen, 13. It's locked on Jazz for the 6th of July. The Jazz have done it again. The roster is set. We'll break it all down. Plus, I don't know, talk a little summer league, and frankly, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm recording this. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're great. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. What am I possibly doing? Uh, what I'm actually doing is I just suddenly realized I have a flight at 8.20 tomorrow morning, which means I need to be at Park and Jet by 7, which means I need to leave my house by 6.25, which meant that I needed to tip off at 5.30, and I looked at the clock, and it's 2 a.m., and I said, well, I might as well do it now. So how's that? That's kind of a wacky, crazy way to do it. Uh, what do I got for you? Locked on NBA is loaded coming up here for you. Locked on NBA has uh, Kevin Pelton is up right now. And then this, the coach comes tomorrow uh, analyzing all the moves and everything else. Pelton and I were doing the podcast when the Boris Diaw story happened. Uh, right at the very end of the podcast. So you'll get this kind of immediate reaction and my excitement to it uh, and all of that. Uh, the latest, by the way, Locked On Podcast Network, tell some friends. Clippers were added yesterday. Uh, I don't want to overwhelm you uh, and bore you with all that. I know a bunch of you are getting grumpy with me uh, on how often you're hearing about that. But uh, that is the major project of the summer uh, to build that up. Uh, for you. I want to thank Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate for his continued support of the program. I got to meet him at Summer, uh, see him, not meet him, but see him at Summer League uh, yesterday, so that was kind of cool. Got to actually walk in. Brent Larson uh, of Larson Digital, who sponsored a bunch of Locked on NBA, was there the day before, so good to see all those people. Remember, if you want to need some help buying or selling a house, Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate can help you out at 801-759-1495. That's 801-795-1495. We're going to talk about the Boris Diaw trade the Jazz have made, uh, where they kind of sit in this whole off season, how incredible it's been, and then we'll talk about Jazz Summer League uh, as well. I don't have a lot on the rest of the NBA uh, for you today. Uh, as always, we like to uh, open up with our pins across the world you can send us yours at dlock09 at gmail.com that's dlock09 gmail.com send me your story of how you became a uh, fan uh, and uh, you know your backstory on that and where you're listening from uh, my name is Bryant Chris 
Crystalib, Crystalib, I think. Uh, you can add a pin to Henderson, Nevada. I grew up watching the 90s jazz and was hooked. I think coming of age during the such an awesome part of jazz history really fostered my love for the sport in general. My first job was working at the Delta Center during the Andre Karolinko, Raja Bell, Matt Harpering miracle year when we really fostered a new appreciation for what it meant to be a fan. I moved to Nevada three years ago for grad school and I've used your podcast in my way of keeping up tabs on everything that jazz since. I try to make it to the game uh, whenever I'm back in Salt Lake, but one of my highlights of living in Vegas is being a jazz fan. It's the opportunity to attend summer league games, see the young talent and team develop. Thanks for all the work you do. Tip-off is literally part of my daily routine because it makes me feel like I have a better grasp of the game and what's going on with the team and keeps me connected to my sports r- roots. Uh, he traded... Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, our 2016 pick, the OKC pick for Blake Griffin. By the way, that was his next part of it. That's a terrible trade, Bryant. Just want to let you know. I love you. appreciate you in Henderson, Nevada. That's an awful trade. Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, what turned out to be George Hill for Blake Griffin and Jeff Green. Because Jeff Green's... Not good. All right, I got to be careful. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm punch drunk. I'm about to say stupid stuff. So let's get to our big tip-off story of the day. The Jazz have traded Olivier Hanlon for Boris Dia. I mentioned it on yesterday's podcast. There was a real possibility that, poss- that the Jazz uh, might be able to take advantage of the Spurs situation and grab Boris Dia, and they've done it. And uh, why should you be excited about this? Because it's just another fabulous fit. For the franchise, uh, Diaw, he is a veteran big, uh, thirty-four years old, knows how to play the game. Again, we're talking uh, incredible playoff experience. Uh, this is a team that was vetless. That's now got three huge vets. This guy's played a hundred and eight playoff games. He's won a title. Um, he's certainly been there before. He's a, as I mentioned yesterday, he's a career 34% three-point shooter, which isn't great, but in San Antonio was 37 the last few years. Uh, his minutes diminished a little bit last year. He went from 24 to 18, still shot 53%. Uh, but this is a, a low-risk move. Uh, if, he, if he works, it's fabulous. If he does not work, then uh, you have Trey Lyles ready to go. Uh, you have Jeff with you as a backup, but you've got a great passer. You know, I think people have forgotten Diaw came to the NBA really as a point guard. He was drafted in Atlanta in 2003 as a six-eight point guard. He went to Phoenix and averaged six assists a game in his third year. Uh, that was probably his best year of the year. He averaged 13.7 rebounds, six assists for a little while. Uh, and then that changed a little bit as Phoenix evolved, uh, and he was part of those Nash teams and then went on to play in Charlotte. Uh, what he brings is a passing big who can shoot from the outside, who's fundamentally strong defensively. He's not he's not elite defensively anymore at 35 years old. Uh, but he's got a great presence. Uh, you, you know, the, the risk is there's never no risk. Let's just make sure we understand that. You know, he was pretty disconnected in Charlotte when he was there uh, and, and really wasn't a uh, terrific player uh, for Charlotte as their franchise kind of went the wrong direction, worked his way out of Charlotte uh, to be able to get traded to the Spurs. Uh, Some people thought he he almost kind of 
started to cause problems there in order to get that deal done. I don't know if that's true, but since he's been in San Antonio, he's just beloved. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. He's a role model to Rudy. We've now got Joe Johnson, who was Rodney Hood's first autograph. We've got Dante Exum. Joe Ingles was Dante's first autograph. We've got Boris Diaw, that was you know, somewhat of, of Rudy's kind of mentor and hero. Uh, so, you know, a great leadership presence, great veteran presence, and you just really hope that he um, stays, everything stays engaged and that his body's able to can hold up and, and develop. And uh, But you've got this roster that it, it's just incredible what the Jazz have done. I mean, if you walk through this offseason and you look at the Jazz, the, the, the number one goal the Jazz had to have this offseason, uh, if they were going to be going to the season, was to have a point guard. And then the second tier of that was ideally you're going to have a point guard that's big enough to play with Dante if Dante's ready. Okay? Right? So part one was you had to get a point guard. Part two was you had to get a point guard that was big enough. They got it in George Hill. And, and then the aspect of George Hill, that George Hill's actually going to be even better in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference because defense is so important. And so uh, the fact that he's going to be, you know, a defensive point guard in the West, I I think makes him even actually a better player in the Western Conference uh, than he was in the Eastern Conference. Then the next aspect is the Jazz needed to add wing depth so that they could play a more versatile lineup, so that Gordon Hayward could play some four, so that if Alec Brooks gets hurt again, Joe Ingles doesn't slide into the to the three third big, and they go get Joe Johnson. Again, you're not getting the 20-point-a-game Joe Johnson. You've got a 35-year-old Joe Johnson, but you've got great experience, super guy. Tom Chambers was talking about he's known Joe for a long time from his Phoenix days, what a great guy he is. Uh, fact of the matter is I think that Joe and uh, Boris probably may have even uh, played together. Uh, I have to look and see whether those two ever uh, cross paths together just briefly in Phoenix uh, or not, because uh, or whether it was maybe Diaw actually was part of the Joe Johnson trade. Uh, I have to look. He might have been Boris Diaw might have been traded for Joe Johnson actually uh, along the way. Let me. Th- yep, traded with Atlanta for the 2006 Rajon Rondo, 2000 Robin Lopez to Phoenix for Joe Johnson. So Diaw was actually they've never played together. They he they were traded uh, for each other. But you get back to where the Jazz, you know. So they go get Joe Johnson, and then not only is kind of tier one is they had to go get a wing depth. They got it. Tier two is. He doesn't impact any of the development of the Jazz young guys, Rodney Hood, and those who, who should, you know Rodney's is really, really good, and has got a chance to be to be absolutely fabulous. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about whether or not you add depth from the from the top down, and and Rodney would would have been the victim of that. The Jazz have found a way to do it without it. Just terrific. Uh, so so you see that. Then you add the fact that Joe Johnson can play the wing. Joe Johnson can play, be, uh, he can be a stretch four. He's a great catch and shoot guy. I mean, and suddenly you, you've got that on the second tier of it. It even gets a little bit better. And now you got to go find your bigger place, uh, really to replace 
Trevor Booker in some sense, and you get a guy who, again, has incredible playoff experience, is an amazing uh, passer, which, you know, if you look at our roster, we don't have that. Uh, we don't have a good passing big. Maybe Lyles turns into it, but we, we, we don't, you know, favors and Gobert are not great passing bigs. Now he's going to make it contagious, and not to mention he's a 40% catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. You know, maybe maybe not that high, uh, but he's 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 really good. And so again, in every single one of these, it's not only that he uh, last year was a thirty four percent catch and shoot shooter. So that's probably a little higher than he was a forty percent open three point shooter. Uh, what he was last year. So you know, hey, in fair, you know, what I'm really trying to say is not only is Dennis found a way to make these deals. But you go go second tier, third tier layer on these deals, and they're just terrific. Um, so they keep getting better and better in in some ways. This is a good basketball team now. I mean, it's got a lot of roster versatility, and you start you've got this, the top ten, call it whatever you want, Hill or Exum, I don't care, but call it Hill. It might be actually better to be Dante, Dante, Rodney, Gordon, Derek, and Rudy. And then you've got a bench unit of George Hill, Alec Burks, Joe Johnson, Trey Lyles, Boris Dia, which play five out, really give Alec a lot of room to work. Jeff Withy likely back as an extra big as your 11th guy. Shelvin Mack, big back as a or Howell Neto as your 12th guy, Joe Ingles back as your 13th guy, that's pretty fabulous, right? You get an injury, and you either got Mack or Neto stepping in. You got an injury, and Ingles steps in. You got an injury, and Withy steps in. That's terrific. I mean, really, if you got – and if Lyles, if Lyles gets hurt, then, then D.L. steps down and Withy steps in. It's just – it, 13 deep, it's beautifully built. 14's probably Tibor's development looks good in the summer league. And then 15's whoever makes the roster, or it's Neto and Mac. It's a good basketball team. It's really well built, uh, fabulously built by Dennis Lindsay. It's really cool. Really excited for the season. Season tickets, by the way, are available at 801-325-2999 if you want to... Get into the lower bowl. You probably need to go get your tickets now. The other one on Lindsay that I think has got to be mentioned is he's told us this was coming the whole time. You know, he's really told the truth and told us what was coming. And very impressively in that regard. The... The, 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 there's been no kind of hidden anything. If you listen to his interviews, he told us this whole time what he was planning, what he had coming, what where what he what he saw, uh, and the honesty and the plan is terrific. And you wonder, you know, are, are the Jazz just fortuitous this year that things have broken their way, or is this just incredible planning on Dennis's part to be in a position? to take advantage of this and do this. 
it's really crazy, crazy impressive. I mean, I, I don't. They're they're really good. It's a well put together team. Quinn Snyder's gonna have fun with it. The, the guys have got to be excited. The commitment from ownership is just fabulous. Uh, a few summer league thoughts. Uh, interesting to watch what the Jazz did with Trey Lyles. The first day they put the ball in his hands and had him uh, play with the ball and, and see how he uh, how he did, and, and he was pretty good. He had you know needed some help, and then last yesterday they really put a they kind of changed it and they had him uh, put a bit they put a big on him. Or excuse me, they put him in the post so that if they don't have a big on him, uh, he can take advantage. Uh, really, really interesting. Uh, and then his rebounding has just been terrific. And that that certainly was a huge part of uh, what everyone was watching is whether or not he rebounded. And he finished last night with 11 boards, 26 points, two assists, played a lot in the post. And, and did a nice job. Uh, otherwise, from the Jazz standpoint, I don't think any of the second-round draft picks have really stood out. Um, Paul and Boy's struggling a little bit. Marcus Page hit some shots. Uh, Tyrone Wallace has great length, and he, he fills a box score, and he's active. He, his shooting is, is not quite right uh, and hasn't gone down. Uh, it was cool to see Spencer Butterfield get that time. He started with Olivier Hanlon being traded. Uh, Tibor Pleiss is moving better, moving considerably better. I don't know if he's strong enough yet, but he went down. The Jazz sent Tibor Pleiss from the minute the season ended on April 15th. So he's been down for about eight weeks in Santa Barbara, simply doing physical weight body work and trying to get movement and being off the basketball court. So the fact he might be a little rusty basketball-wise is not particularly stunning. Uh, but that is, they've really tried to work on his body. He's moving, I think he's moving uh, better than he has in the past. Uh, and that's, I think, really exciting to see. All right, that's kind of where I stand. Just all jazz today. Uh, didn't have time to prep much around the NBA. The Dwayne Wade stuff is nuts. Uh, I, I can't imagine he's really going to Denver. Uh, I gotta figure he straightens this out. It doesn't seem as though Cleveland has uh, the money for him either. Otherwise, I don't think a lot of uh, major NBA stuff happened. Uh, other than all that, a lot of different stories about Durant and Curry and how it all happened and, and what's taking place. Uh, I thought this was an interesting. Tweet Tim McMahon, who's a nice, uh, good ESPN writer. Call, put the West tiers. He had Golden State as one, San Antonio's Clippers two, Memphis, Utah, Oklahoma City as three, Portland, Dallas, Houston, Minnesota, New Orleans as the next one. I like that. Jazz have done just an unbelievable uh, job with this team. Really exciting. Season tickets are available. 801-325-2999 if you want to get the lower bowl. Get it done now. Uh, Thursday will be a uh, fun night for everyone with the at the Huntsman Center. So make sure you get out there. I am heading to San Diego uh, to be watch my daughter play in a golf tournament. I will try to do 
some tip-offs for you as the week goes on, but I will have great content for you at Lockdown NBA. Kevin Pelton is up and available, and the coach will come on tomorrow, the anonymous coach coming on to talk about the league. So uh, there you go. That is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks very much for the reviews. Thanks as well to Devin Cash for his support of the show. If you want uh, Devin Cash Equity Real Estate to help you out, have him call you at 801-759-1495.